Hello and welcome back to the movies made us do it. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt? I am pretty damn good, sir. How are you? I'm alright, yeah. Doing alright. Um, really enjoyed our uh, our messy recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very messy. <laughs> I haven't actually listened to it back yet, but I imagine. I, I was we were trying to go through it. I was like, oh god, it's just driving and I can't think of the sequence of events. Yeah. Um, but it was a good excuse to re-watch Smokey and the Bandit, which I absolutely love. Great fun. And I actually really want to watch the sequel now because I haven't seen that for a long time. We did mention it at the time, but that movie's now 45 years. Is it 45 years old? No, That's why yeah. we were doing it. It was the uh, the anniversary, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah we didn't mention it, but yeah. Yeah. But um, here we are again, and uh, we're, we're back to our, you know, regular review fair. Um, only uh, only a couple of movies, but a lot of TV. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So do you want to kick things off? Uh, okay, I will. Uh, I will start with uh, Vampire in the Garden. Oh, you're starting off with the TV show, Vampire in the yes. Garden. So this is a Netflix animation? Yes, it's so it's a Netflix uh, anime. Mm-hmm. Um it's five episodes of about 25 minute uh, length. Okay. Uh, so we are introduced to this uh, this world where um, vampires and humans have been fighting. There's a big war going on and the majority of the humans survive in this, uh, this sort of last city, uh, which has a very Soviet look about it. It's very Russian. Right. Um and it's it's a sort of big towering sort of uh, industrial looking city with these great big um, ultraviolet um, uh, searchlights all around it to keep the vampires out, sort of thing. Sure. And it's then like have... constant daylight. Well, um, sort of, kind of, I guess. Well, it's it's it just looks like you know you're all, the the searchlights sort of sure ringing the the city. Uh, and uh, the other side, you've got um, basically the vampires living in their like luxury sort of houses and homes. And as, as vampires do, yes. Yeah. Traditionally. So yeah. you're introduced to uh, Momo, who is the she's the daughter of the leader of the of the humans, and she when when you first meet her, she is on a she's in this sort of squad that are hunting uh, vampires, and um, they. She, they come across uh, this, like a vampire family, and there's a vampire, a little vampire girl, and the little vampire girl has a music box, and um, Mobo, Momo can't kill her. Uh, she, she doesn't kill this little girl, and basically, her um, so superior, direct superior, comes in and, and basically does it does for the her. job admonishes her for not doing her job and you know it's like but it was a kid it's like yeah but that's they're vampires it's like that it doesn't matter and she's enchanted by the music box so the thing that they establish is that in the human civilization all things kind of like joyful like music and dancing and stuff like that is banned because that's vampire stuff okay so it's Uh, also 1984 Pretty much, right. yeah, kind of like that. Uh-huh. Um, so or equilibrium, if you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the 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 obviously the vampires they've got like you know shindigs and dancing. Or, uh, Fahrenheit, and, I suppose, more like yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah, that kind of thing. 
yeah, exactly that because there's a bit where she's in, she's uh, working on like a conveyor line where they're literally destroying instruments. Okay, yeah, so very, very, and, um, and think, and she, she and her friend sort of takes the music box for her and gives it to her. Uh huh. So you, on the opposite side, we're introduced for to a character called now. It's spelt fine, but I but they call her Fine. In, okay. So I'm, I'm guessing it's Fine. Um, now she is basically the sort of queen of the vampires, um, but she is completely disenchanted with her life, and she's refused refusing blood. She's not drinking blood anymore, um, and she seems she's feels like she. I think she, you know, she feels like she's kind of had enough of it all, um, and. They sort of her and Momo they cross sort of paths. Um, Momo escapes from her mother um, with this music box, and she goes outside. And uh, Fine comes across her, and Momo looks like um, Fine's uh, lost love. Okay. Uh, and she sees her, and they basically. What then basically happens is it's like they come together and uh, Fine, she all um, Momo wants to do is kind of learn to play a, like a musical instrument or something. And she wants to, you know, she wants to sing and well, not sing, but she wants to play music and she wants to, you know, enjoy those sorts of things. And, and she, they've, she, they've heard about a place where vampires and humans live together in harmony. Right. So they they kind of go on the run from their own people to find this possibly mythical place where vampires and humans live in harmony. Sure. And you've got there's a, there's another there's a sounds a, like a vampire trap, but <laughs> yeah, well, I mean you know I, I I couldn't possibly say, but uh, yes. Um... <laughs> So you've got other characters like others. But, but then equally, it sounds like they're in a living hell anyway. So yeah, neither, neither way ends well, does it? Yeah. I guess it's worth um, a punt. So there's... there's um, Momo's mother sends her uh, her uncle to find her. And he's this sort of like... Uh, the usual sort of um, tough, scarred, sort of veteran type uh, who's, you know, got his little band of uh, vampire killers that they they go they they go around sort of hunting down vampires and he so he's got these uh, he's he's there sort of trying to find her, Momo and they've got this um, group of uh, guys who have got mech suits which are really cool but um, nice um, more like like land mates than sort of mech suits I guess you would say but mm-hmm. sort of smaller versions you know and um, they're, they're sort of with them and you know he's got his own ideas of what how they should be running things and right on the other side you've got um feet uh fine has this um i can't remember what he's called it, he's quite cool though he is it's a it's it's like her i'm not sure if it's a it's her it's a guy who wants to be her lover or whether he's a brother i can't remember what his relationship to her is but he's trying to get fine to to drink blood again he's you know he's 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 charged by the vampire sort of council as it were to track her down and bring her back so that she can rule them again sort of thing okay so you get this sort of you know cross-country adventure um 
I like the, I love the characters. I love the animation style. I think that it's there's some really beautiful things. I love the the vampire designs. They um they sort of fly around with with sort of like bat wings and stuff, and they're all sort of they all have white hair and and a, a, um these sort of, the, the these really cool sort of look look about them. Really cool designs. Um, annoyingly, um, I think the um, the fact that it's only five episodes really reduces the time that you get to to develop the world and develop the characters. Right. There was there were some really nice moments where they fight. They go to they go to this city where. Vampires and humans, they're not living together, but they're living in opposite sides of one city. They, there's like a river be- between them and humans are living on one side and vampires are living on the other. And they kind of coexist together in, you know, certain ways. Right. Okay. But they don't explore it enough. They don't, it, it's, it's, it's like they just go through it and it's the, the, a thing happens there. I'm, I'm not going to do it going into any spoilers or anything. No, no. Um, but I'd like to have seen how this this time works. I'd like to have, have had a little more character interactions between the people that were there. Yeah. Um, the character of, of Momo and Fina, are, 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 they're, they're both quite good characters, but again, it would have been nice, nicer to explore their characters a little more. I think they needed, it needed at least, I don't know, three or four more episodes, I think just as, just to sort of flesh out the world a little more and to make it, you know, um, more interesting i think that they, they they try and do quite a lot with what they have and i don't know whether they were given only a certain amount of episodes or what but yeah it seems a real shame that they didn't have a little bit more because it, it definitely needed more to to you know um to flesh everything out i think the story itself it's it's not you know anything newer or or, or nothing, it's nothing particularly groundbreaking no it's mm. but it's it it, it it follows interesting beats and it had it had again it had potential to be more but because of its limited time sure it does, again like i said it doesn't flesh it out enough um although i was overall i really enjoyed it and i think i would recommend it because it's because it's such, such a short you know it's only like it overall you know two and a half hours of, of your yeah. time um and it's nice enough um and it ends quite well i like i quite like the ending it was an enjoy- it was a nice ending um okay. the, the, the vampires have this 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 cool thing that um it's it's this injection that they can give themselves which ubers up the, their powers and makes them these like hulking weird looking monsters okay but it kills them it basically it burns them out Oh, okay. So it's like a, a last ditch kind of. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a sort of. So you, there are these again. There are these lovely little bits in it that you just. I'd, I'd love to have had a bit more with that. You know, I'd love to have seen a little more of that. Sure. You know, the, the the sort of you know the 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 journey itself when trying to get to this place. You know, they cover quite a lot of space in like an episode, and you think. Mm. These are all things that we they could have had little bits of you know like uh, I don't know like a, I guess the biggest travel thing is Lord of the Rings isn't it you I guess you they're going from one sure. 
Yeah. Uh, but there's lots of they they encounter lots of things along the way. You know, there's mm. there's lots of things, and and you know those each one of those encounters is pretty rich. You learn a lot of those, you know, a, a lot of things from those encounters. And I think this could have been a genuine corker of a series if it would have just had a little bit more time to brew. You know, but I would I I would honestly say go for it if you want a, a nice little vampire tale. Um, with yeah, some I mean, I like the animation style. Yeah, it's it's really That's nice. Cool. <clears throat> it does have that anime trope of the back. Sometimes the backgrounds don't move. Sure. You know, when you have scenes where people are singing and playing instruments, but no one's moving, and you think, okay, that's a bit weird. But well, I I mean, I'm used to that. The, the old uh, yeah, the old the old style do, yeah. anime, especially TV stuff. There's a lot yeah, of that. But you, part of you thinks surely they can they don't need to do that anymore they can maybe it's a stylistic choice at this point uh, i don't know that's true maybe I i'm giving them too much credit and saying i guess that, I, 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 don't did, know. I didn't consider that but yeah i i would i would recommend it is like it's it's a nice little sort of um little tale that that isn't going to sort of you know shake you up or anything but it's it was enjoyable enough i i did enjoy yeah. it oh cool so that was uh, vampire in the garden um so uh my one movie this week uh i took uh, my dad to see top gun maverick mm. i am hearing very good things and for very good reason um so I mean, it's just it's just past uh is that 100 million yeah it's done very well yeah, so uh, yeah and it's... i'm glad so yeah so uh the morning of uh saturday saturday morning i watched top gun so I haven't watched Top Gun for a while. Mm. I thought I'd watch Top Gun and then uh, midday, half 12, we went yes. to see... I think Maverick. digital sales of Top Gun have skyrocketed as well. So. Oh, I do own it. I didn't I didn't give them <laughs> no, a No, I know. I think, I think I'm just saying, like, uh, you know... Yeah, I imagine. Everybody's cramming before they go to see it, I think. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's not a film that I watch. You know, I know I've got a club night named after it. I don't <laughs> I don't watch Top Gun very often. Uh, you know, every couple of years, I'll be like, oh, I, I can't see watching I Top haven't Gun. seen it for ages. I haven't seen it for a number um, of so you know it was it was worth a, a rewatch, uh, and then of course I went into Top Gun Maverick um, around midday, and um, so obviously we're we're continuing with the character of Maverick. Um, obviously, picks up thirty years after the uh, the first film ended, uh, and Maverick is now a test pilot. He's uh, testing something called I, I think it's called the Dark Star. Is is this uh, top secret jet uh, that that's supposed to be uh, able to reach Mach ten? Um, oh, okay. And on the day of their test, uh, it's they're told by a general that they're getting shut down. And apparently, this general is all about drones. And and it was funny. We were walking to the cinema, and uh, my dad was. We were talking about what we were expecting from the film, and I said, "Well, they have yeah. to address drones. They can't yeah. not address I drones." I think it was. I think it was always going to be about drones well it's it? not really about no, drones. I, I mean that um, was going to be it was going to be a a, a, a plot point it was yes gonna be, yeah you know. so uh, so yeah they did because i i was i was kind of speculating that maybe they'll make the whole movie about drones and or like the threat of drones replacing people and they yeah. kind of only touch on it right at the start uh, and then they move on very quickly um but it's kind of brought up a couple of times but um so basically this this general uh played by ed harris uh, he he's all about the the drones and so he cancels their their uh, funding 
and he says they're shutting the project down because he wants to fund their drone program instead uh but maverick's like well maverick's maverick he's like hey he's not here yet let's start ahead of schedule um so he takes off um and uh you know ed harris turns up and you know they're like oh you're early and he's like yes and so are you why why are you flying you're not supposed to be flying um but of course the the, the plane reaches mac 10 he manages to get to mac 10 proving ed harris's uh, general wrong uh, everyone cheers but then maverick being maverick decides that he's going to push it a little bit further <laughs> of course he is and ends up wrecking the plane um right. so he's then sent back to top gun to be an instructor uh he is told to do this by iceman um who basically it turns out that in the intervening years obviously by the end of top gun uh iceman and maverick have become friends they made peace they, yeah. they were great following that we get the impression that they've become very good friends like the best of friends um oh, cool. and maverick has basically refused every promotion and kind of dodged every promotion to stay in the cockpit that's what he wants to do he's a captain um and ed harris's character is even like you should be like a four-star general by now like what the (laughs) fuck are you doing like you know um but maverick just wants to fly whereas iceman went the the career route he went the other route so he is like i don't know even know what he is i think he's like commander of the fleet the pacific (laughs) fleet or something like he's like top top brass right yeah so he keeps covering for maverick so every time maverick screws up Iceman's the one that's like, nah, you're not, you're not, you're not sacking him. You're not him he's, yeah. he's staying around. So anyway, <laughs> he's sent to Top Gun. He doesn't know why, um, and he he gets to Top Gun. Obviously, he knows that that Iceman sent him and saved his career. Uh, him, yeah. But once he gets there, he's told very quickly um, by uh, I, oh, I forget his name in the in the in the movie, but it's John Hamm's character. Um, right. He's told by him that uh, he doesn't want him here. He's like, you're you're a fucking screw up. We were you were not my first pick. We were we were told by Iceman, and he even says like, I really respect Iceman. Um, so Admiral Simpson apparently. Sorry, Admiral Simpson. That's right, Rear Admiral. Uh, Cyclone Simpson. uh, Yes, sorry, uh, Vice Admiral Cyclone Simpson. So he's called Cyclone. He graduated from Top Gun like two years after Maverick, and he was like first in his class like Iceman and he says I've got a lot of respect for Iceman I don't know what he sees in you um, <laughs> but they have this conversation so the, the, he's not just been brought back to to train the, the reason he's been brought back is that he uh, they he has more experience downing enemy fighters because he's the only person in the last 30 years yeah. uh, alongside I guess Iceman who has actually gone up against other jets and dogfall and, and, and downed jets yeah. Um, so he has the most real world experience out of anyone in the in the in the navy to kind of train these cadet uh, to train these top gun pilots and the the mission that they've got to do is is basically there's a, a uranium enrichment facility somewhere that's not russia it's it's, it's, yeah, it's a snowy it's a snowy snowy place that's not russia uh <laughs> i think they call it like the 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 enemy territory or rogue nation. Uh, I think that's all they say. They, Russia they, Stan. Yeah, they they don't say anything. <laughs> but then I don't think they. I think they did the same in in Top Gun. They never they never say the country. 
I don't, think they, I don't think they needed to, did they really? Well, they were flying MiGs. So it's like, well, they're flying <laughs> MiGs. That definitely puts it somewhere over I mean, that side of... I mean, yeah. they export it to a lot of countries, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so it's it's basically they they've got to this this uranium enrichment facility is going to go online in the next I think it's like twenty or thirty days. They got about a month. Yeah. Uh, and it's covered in SAM sites, right? And the only way to get to it is like a Death Star style Trench canyon. Run. It's a canyon run. Yeah. Uh, where they have to they would basically John Hamm's character is like as far as he's concerned. Uh, this is kind of the crux of the movie. As far as he's concerned, at first, he's like, look, these are the best pilots in the world and they've got to do a job. They've got to go and bomb this uranium enrichment facility. Some of them, maybe all of them are not coming back. They're going to fucking die. Uh, whereas Maverick is like, oh, no, 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 I'm bringing them back. Like, we're going to find a way to do this and have them survive. Yeah. Um, so Maverick, obviously known for throwing out the rule book immediately throws out the rule book and it's like well <laughs> you know they're going to be flying it like you know 400 feet above ground level and they're like well no that's way below the, the 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 guidelines the rules you can't go that low and he's like well we're gonna have to um you know and and this is where you get that argument where where john ham's character's like you know some of them are gonna die and maverick's like no they're not we're gonna we're gonna do this and we're gonna find a way of doing it so he meets his new group of cadets uh we get a really fun kind of moment in in a bar when they don't realize it's him much reflecting top gun yeah where he meets charlie but doesn't realize it's charlie that she's going to be the uh the civilian um liaison or contractor yeah. um so they have a, a funny moment like that and uh and um he realizes or he he's told that uh goose's son is uh is in in top gun uh, and he's going to yep. be part of the uh, part of the squad uh, Miles squadron, Teller, isn't it? Miles Teller, who is the spitting image of Goose in this movie, um, and is fantastic. His performance is great. Um, Teller's a great actor. I he think. is a great actor. He's just been in some shit films, but he's a great actor. Yes. You know, it's like it's, you know. I mean, you know, theoretically, Fantastic Four could have made his career. Yes, if it hadn't been a huge pile of crap. Yeah, absolutely. He's, <laughs> but he again, his performance in it is fine. It's yeah. a terrible film, but his performance is fine. Yeah. Um, so, so he there's a wonderful moment actually. Where I really liked when um, uh, Maverick's thrown out of the bar. So he he meets Jennifer Connelly, uh, who is an old flame of his. They they dated once, but I think because tom got moved uh because uh maverick got moved somewhere else they lost touch or, or whatever and uh you know she's kind of like well you'll never commit because you're always getting kicked out of one place and moved <laughs> to another and whatever she runs this bar and um he basically makes the mistake of i think hitting on her and and the rule is that if you hit on the the bar uh, the barmaid then you you pay for everyone's round in in the bar and they have this whole thing and then he ends up messing up again and he gets kicked out the the the, uh, the the pilots pick him up and throw him out uh, and he's kind of laughing about it um but then he sees uh goose's son who's called called rooster in in the movie um oh. and there's a wonderful scene where where rooster's actually he goes on the piano and he starts playing uh great balls of fire um and and maverick's just stood outside and he just he's just looking in the window and he just looks destroyed he's like because he remembers him and Goose playing that yeah. same song on the piano. He's getting flashbacks to to what happened there, and um, and it turns out that 
Rooster really fucking hates Maverick because he pulled his uh, application and set him back four years. Uh, he set his career back four years by pulling his, his papers. Now, unbeknownst to Rooster, he pulled his papers because his mum begged him to to, yeah. to pull his papers. His mum didn't want him to fly, um, and, and that's why. But he doesn't know this. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I won't go into spoilers, but Maverick uh, obviously is this, like, yeah, teaching them this insane f- piloting, breaking all the rules. John Hamm's character can't stand him he's like furious about the whole idea um uh and then ultimately you know they they have to fly this mission uh and um and uh, maverick's about the only person who has actually proven that he can fly this 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 mission yeah uh through this course because at one point uh john ham's character kicks him off uh off the the uh, instruction it kicked him out as an instructor uh and says he's gonna do it and then uh and then maverick basically just takes a jet and, and proves that it's doable um so they're like well against my my best judgment you're you're the only person who can seemingly fly this so you're gonna take you're gonna captain this mission you're gonna be in charge of the mission flying you know with the squad um and off they go uh this film and i i, I post on on social media i said i don't know if this is a hot take or not but Top Gun Maverick is a better film than Top Gun. Um, and I was quite surprised. I had quite a few comments of people saying, no, no, it is. Like, yeah, I've heard that a lot. I, that's, I, yeah, that's, that's what I've heard as well. So I, I think it is. I mean, it, it's it's kind of, I, I don't want to say it's a remake. It, it, it goes over similar beats um, yeah. for sure. But it does them better. Uh, one of the big ones, I, I, one of the big improvements for me, I think, was the the romance uh between tom cruise and uh and jennifer's character mm-hmm. uh penny penny um so between maverick and penny that is a much better relationship than in top gun with charlie and maverick which is bullshit i mean the the yeah the relationship in in, in she fucking top hates gun him and then in the next scene she's so like i love on. you it's like what yeah <laughs> okay i missed like an hour here or something so tacked on it's terrible yeah it's awful whereas here it's still kind of tacked on it's not the point of the film yeah. but we're, we establish they used to be in love right and and they're, so they've already got that connection. They've got chemistry as well. Like Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly actually have chemistry together. It works well. Um, and because they've already established that, it's not like they've just met and, and she hates him. And then, you know, there's none of that. So I think it handles that a lot better. Um, the, the, well, having said that, I find it hard that anybody would have bad chemistry with Jennifer Connelly. But there you go. That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the the other thing uh you know i think the story is fine i think the story is great it's it's a top gun movie it's silly it's got yeah, silly like, moments I mean, it's not it's no we're not it's not the shawshank redemption i don't think you go into to top gun expecting shakespeare no um one of the other things which you've probably seen all over the place all over youtube all over the adverts is the the practical nature of this film they put the pilots in fighter jets mm-hmm. and Top Gun pilots flew them, as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the cast directed themselves and acted out the scenes whilst uh, basically doing most of what you see in the film. Yeah. Um, obviously. And, that, I, and I think that's, that's, that's the big draw for a lot of people. Well, 
I, I can tell you, honestly, uh, for one thing, it makes everything very realistic feeling when they're in the plane. I mean, like, it's crazy. There are scenes, because basically when they, they, hit, they have to attack this, this site, on the way back out, they have to pull up what is basically a mountain. They have to, like, very quickly uh, uh, pass this mountain. So they have to pull up and, and it, it, ridiculous, like, 9Gs or something get out. Now, I don't know if the pilots were actually pulling 9Gs when they did this, but there are scenes in this film where you can see the G-force on the actors' faces. Like, it, it is real. And yeah. they are really struggling with the, you know, the, the force of the uh, the Gs they get as they're, they're going through these maneuvers. Really adds to the realism. And I will say, I, I say, I turned to my dad after the movie was over and I said, like, honestly, I can't think of another movie, uh, certainly in terms of, like, flying. Mm-hmm. I was so tense during the, the the flight sequences at the end. The 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 fight that mission, I was so tense the entire time. It was incredible. It looked real. It looked fantastic, and it was really tense. Um, I I think they set it up to where it's like you know, people might well die on this mission. And I certainly going into that that final bit, I was like, hey, anyone could possibly die here. Um, yeah. And going in with that kind of tension added to it, the realism added to it. But I was on the edge of my seat for the end of the movie. Now, I will say, uh, without spoilers, it does, in my opinion, slightly jump the shark towards the end. Uh, I, I won't say what happened. I liked it, though. It's, you know, it. I didn't expect it. It's like there's a... You think the movie's done, and then there's a bit more. And it's like, I wasn't expecting this movie to turn up during this movie, but here we are. <laughs> um, and it's a bit weird, but it, it works, right? It works. Yeah. And and the, th- the point is, I think by that point, the, the film had give, I'd had such goodwill towards this film that I was yeah. like, fine. And and it works. You know, it's a Top Gun movie. Like I said, I mean, it's silly. I think when a, movie, when a movie pulls something weird, but it feels like it's earned it, you 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 really you can be more forgiving absolutely movie that kind of earns you know if if it and it doesn't even mess up it's just you know it's a bit silly but it's like well it is top gun you know (laughs) yeah um one of the other things i will say and it's very rare that that anyone other than his his acting and action movie status it's very rare that you can say positive things about tom cruise but um (laughs) As I understand it, he fought the studio to have Val Kilmer appear in this film. Yeah, that's he demanded right. it. And yep. you know what? The way they handle Iceman in this film, mm. uh, the fact that they give him the problems that that Val Kilmer has in in his in his real life, uh, and the way they they give that character a send off is phenomenal. It's great. It's really emotional. It was actually really you know a really well acted. Uh, scene by both uh, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, um, fantastic. Uh, and and this this film really is a we're so cynical of the thirty years later we're going to do a sequel to a, a beloved yeah. uh, cult classic or a beloved movie. Um, this is how you do it. This, this film doesn't make fun of Top Gun. It doesn't belittle Maverick. It doesn't. Um, it, it's not a parody um yeah. it it is a love letter to the original film isn't it funny though how the ones that 
seem to work. The sequels that seem to work all do the same thing with their original movie. They don't treat it like it's a joke. They don't. No. They don't treat the characters like they're fucking idiots or yeah. you know, try and change their personalities in fundamental ways. No, and and I mean I couldn't. It, it is, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, and now I will say that I could nitpick the shit out of this movie. I, I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> I mean, certainly one of the things that stood out to me was was Miles Teller. Yeah. Because I'm like, like the kid in Top Gun is about five six years old. I'm like, that was thirty years ago. Yeah. Like, how old is he meant to? be now like you know, do you know what i mean there's like the the age thing's a bit questionable in places right yeah um but i guess maybe he's like mid-30s then maybe i i don't know like pilot ages and stuff but it seemed like that it seemed like mm, not quite sure that how, how that that kind of evens out um there, yeah. there are a few things where you could be like mm, but um then i was born in 87 so right when did top gun come out before yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. 86. Oh, only a year. Oh, before. only a year before. But then he is five but, in Top Gun. Yeah. So at least he's he's, he's, a, he's walking around, right? And then yeah, Gun, I, so. I think so. So it, it's, a little, it's a little questionable. But, you know, again, nitpicking. Uh, and also, like, I mean, I, I don't know that there are many uh, people of the age of Tom Cruise still flying fighter jets. But um, I doubt it. I mean, Tom Cruise does have that ability. I mean, he does still look pretty fucking good for his age so i guess they could I mean, you know, yeah, just it, about it, it, pull it off now you know does have a fucking portrait somewhere i'm sure of it yeah yeah for sure um <laughs> but yeah so uh overall you know and and you have to go in on the understanding that this is a top gun sequel you're not gonna get yeah. you know i don't know flight the intruder or something it's it, it's 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 top gun um but that <laughs> you know given that this this film just hits out of the park it really does um it it it's a fantastic sequel i think it's better than the original personally i think it i think it's a better film than the original the thing this is all making me want to actually go and see it i i, I wasn't gonna see it in the someone cinema. commented on my post saying i don't really like top gun and i did i went in kind of not wanting to like this but i love it yeah like, oh. it's just a really good movie like it it's it's a solid solid action flick with some of the i mean i i i shudder to think i mean the budget was only like 170 million um and considering i mean i i I mean i know the navy i i know the the, navy do see this stuff as like basically an ad campaign for them yeah probably did a lot for free i'm Um, guessing they were on board well, i think the top gun pilots were doing a lot of the maneuvers in the in the exactly yeah so i'm i'm they were probably well on board for it. It's a, it's a fucking perfect advertisement for yeah. Um, and it it really works. I mean, those those in cockpit shots just separate this film from any other flight, you know, combat film I've ever seen. It's it's breathtaking in places. Um, and and the fact that they've done so much practical, and obviously they have fucking shooting missiles at things, and you know stuff like that. Yeah. But where possible, there is real flight. I mean, there's there's a scene at the start of the movie um, <clears throat> when this uh, this Dark Star jet takes off, um, and it takes off as as Ed Harris's general turns up, and it it takes the roof off the guard tower. There's like a guard, uh, like a not guard tower, like a guard uh, building at the front of the uh, the base. Yeah, it rips the roof off the thing, and I, I got a laugh at that in the cinema. Um, 
and then I watched a, a YouTube documentary later, uh, and it turns out they actually it was not intended. the 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 plane they used. Now I'm assuming it wasn't this Dark Star jet because I think it's a made up jet. But yeah. whatever they used to to do that shot mm-hmm. ripped the top off the prop. It ripped the building apart, and they were like, "Well, one take done. We're keeping it." Yeah, that happened. Okay. You know, happy accidents. Happy accidents, but it feels real. There's a shot in this film where uh, a rooster slips out of his fucking harness. His harness wasn't in strapped in uh, tight enough. So he kind of hits the canopy, kind of like falls a little as they, as they do a maneuver. Um, and the, the again, the director was like, well, he should have had it tighter. And normally you'd reshoot that. But we thought it looks real. Leave it in. And and it does, you know, it really does. A lot of this film really does feel those, those cockpit shots are intense, and it really paid off. So um, again, there's there's just something to be said for realism in a movie. Yeah, there is, especially these you know? days. You know, it's like these days yeah. we're so used to just seeing CGI crap. That I mean, it's like wow. I mean, that's it, and everything. Um, there, there there's so much. There's such a um, a push to get movies done on these. You know. Yeah. 360 screens now you know where where everything is not there there's nothing there but those screens yeah and yeah it works i think it works fine for for certain things you know things like the mandalorian prove that it looks pretty good you can you you it can sure. look really well but you need well, a lot and i think i think actors prefer it to the alternative which is fucking green screen so you know yeah at least they've got something to work with. You know? Yeah, but the, but there is something to say for practical effects and practical, you know, real planes and real. Well, this this movie things, proves you know. that. I I have not seen and and please if if anyone knows of anything, chuck it in the comments because I I don't know of a film that has this kind of tense flight sequences. It, it's it's amazing and it makes it stand out from any any kind of jet movie I've seen before. You know. It's fantastic, really good. So, I mean, let's uh, let's hope that again, it's going to be one of those things where the um, they, they learn the wrong, you know, co- the the film company will learn the wrong thing from this, and they will start chucking out sequels to old properties. Well, they probably will, but but they'd have to find one they haven't trashed already. I mean, what was he going to do? I mean, most of the ones from the eighties are done. Red Dawn, RoboCop, Total Recall. Like, I mean, they're all. They've There's all been like, remade and trashed. So they can bring back, I suppose. I'm trying to think what they can do. Uh, Roadhouse was had they made that Roadhouse remake yet? Uh, they were going to do that with uh, Ronda Rousey, weren't they? I don't know if they ever they did. Were. I don't think they did. No. So maybe Roadhouse is one they can do. Um, yeah. Or Under Siege. <laughs> Under Siege, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, let's let's bring Steven Seagal back. Oh, bring him back. Yes, let's have. <laughs> Let's have today's Steven Seagal. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, uh, no, um, I'm not. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Top Gun Maverick honestly gets gets top marks from me. Like I said, it's a Top Gun movie. You need to, you know, you need to go in on the understanding you're watching a Top Gun movie. You're not yeah. going to see something that's amazingly well written. It's a very basic premise. Well told. It's a lot of fun. It's very tense action movie it's great loved it so what else have you watched so i also watched senior year now i saw the uh the, the trailer for senior year 
or or yeah. the clip that they put on Netflix. And I actually thought it was very funny. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see what you 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 made of this because uh, I I may well watch it. Yeah. So this is a uh, Netflix comedy uh, starring Rebel Wilson uh, and uh, Anguri Rice, uh, Mary Holland, uh, Sam Richardson, um, and Justin Hartley. So. Uh, basically you are introduced to um, Stephanie Conway who is an Australian girl who's moved to uh, America and uh, in the in the 90s and she has um, first of all she didn't doesn't fit in and she's you know not popular and she's got two friends but she just she sort of makes a vow that she's gonna be popular and she's gonna be the head cheerleader and she get she manages it in 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 a, a sort of over a period of a couple of years I think it is she she becomes head cheerleader and she's got the 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 big the, you know the 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 big jock boyfriend and all sure. that you know, all that sort of stuff and you know it's there's it's a couple of months till the end to, to graduation and you know prom's coming up and uh, they're doing a routine um, and. Her rival, um, Martha, uh, basically gets the some of the other cheerleaders to not catch her. Basically, they 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 she gets thrown up in the air, and the these tw- I think, like, these two characters push the guy who's supposed to catch her out of the way, and she falls. Right? Is I'm pretty sure you. How old are they? They, they uh, will probably do jail time for that. Think. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing nobody noticed that they pushed them. Oh, okay, yeah, but I guess yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's like some pretty serious, uh, pretty serious thing you've done there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, basically, she ends up in a coma and she wakes up twenty years later. Um, now isn't it like the day before the prom or something? Is that right? It's 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 almost exactly the same sort of period of time yeah that would have go- gone on for the ne- for the prom sort of thing so she wakes up in i guess the same month that she would have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gone off in sort of thing as it were and she wakes up uh so you know that it's she's originally played initially played by um Angori rice and then she um who was great in um the good guys the um Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling movie. Oh yeah, yeah. really cool Shane Black movie. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic in that. So she she's initially played by her, and then Rebel Rebel Wilson. Now, as it were, um, so Re- Rebel Wilson, she is. There's a TV on playing in her um, in her uh, hospital uh, room, and it's her ex boyfriend now grown up selling cars. Right. And He's he's saying, "Hey, why don't you buy this car so they get this car? Are you ready for prom sort of thing?" And her first, she her, that sort of wakes up in her brain, and she wakes up and says, "I'm ready for prom." Right. That's so that's thing that's the says. thing that that yeah yeah. So she obviously she goes to the the nurses station and she doesn't realize that twenty years has passed, and she sees herself in the mirror, and obviously she doesn't think it's herself; she thinks it's somebody else, some old lady. Um, and then she obviously passes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's then picked up by her father, um, 
and her her best friend, uh, her father played by Chris Parnell, um, and her best friend, uh, who's now the the principal of the school that they went to. Right. <clears throat> and you, so you, from there, basically, she, um, you know, she's learning things. There's quite a good one. Well, I like where. Um, the, the, the dad didn't cancel any of her magazines, so he's got this. He's <laughs> got a stack of magazines. Of magazines. Yeah, and, um, she picks up one of the magazines, and it's like, "Why is Madonna calling herself Lady Gaga now?" And <laughs> no, no, that's that's not Madonna. That's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like little things, little jokes like that. And she, but she, she decides that you know she is going to go back to school and get popular again and and do all the things that she wanted to, to do when she went you know she she doesn't quite get how everything works yet but she's she's sure that but being popular is still you know she, she's seen that these kids seem to be doing you know stuff with their phones and popularity is still a thing clearly so she's gonna go back to school she's gonna and the her her friend initially he's like no you can't do that it's ridiculous it's like you're you're like 40 what are you doing yeah exactly but she says well you were only a couple of months off of graduating so you i guess you can come back just to do those months so that you graduate i mean no, it's ridiculous. For, for the sake of narrative yeah exactly it's i mean like none of ridiculous. the none of the 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 textbooks you read would be relevant none of no. the you know but fine whatever <laughs> we, do yeah. we want a film or not it, yeah exactly yeah. i mean it is one of those movies where you go just go with it it's a fun premise why not no fucking way any of this yeah, yeah, yeah. shit makes sense or totally. is gonna really you know happen it's all crap um but there's some really good jokes on um how popularity works in the, in the modern world and how it used to work and i love when she gets she goes to be the head cheerleader again she goes to the cheerleaders and the principal is now the, the sort of the, the head the the person in charge of, of the cheerleaders and she's like okay which one of you is chair captain and one and the first person goes i'm chair captain and then the other person says i'm chair captain and he goes i'm chair captain we're all cheer captains. Oh, like, what the? F- no, 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 no. You, you, you can't. You can't all be the cheer captain. That's just not. Well, no. We, you know, we don't want any conflicts, conflicts and things. And we thought it's easier this way. Welcome to twenty twenty two. Exactly. <laughs> and there's things like you know, she wants to. You know, hey, let's. Who, who's voting for prom king and queen? Is it? Oh well, you see now that we we decided that, that, that again that causes unnecessary conflict and, and things. So we actually got rid of. Uh, prom king and queen that doesn't exist anymore and it's like what the fuck why is this how is this happening i don't understand so there was like loads of little sort of jokes on how that sort of works and you know what this movie it's rubbish it really it's 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 it's, it's just <laughs> but it's the right kind of but rubbish. it's so fun it is genuinely funny and it's just the right amount of rubbish that it works and it is really enjoyable um rebel wilson is really smart and charming as this you know 17 year old walking around in a four-year-old woman's body um the, the this you know definitely the, takes the right kind of uh, actor to pull that off actually yeah and i think she she's very good at that sort of 
grown-up child. You know, I think I, I have seen her in a number of roles where she has a, it's a similar character. It's not a stretch for her. Let's, you know, she's not, you know, stretching herself here, but it, she is actually good at it. So it doesn't really matter. It's, it, it's, it, she's, she's doing what she's, she's, you know, known for, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the other actors are all great. There's, there's some really nice sort of things about, um, you know, actually, none of that school shit matters. You know, the you, typical things that you get from that sort of thing, you know, the, what you expect. It's like, yeah, all that stuff's crap anyway. It doesn't really, nothing, none of that shit matters when, when you're, when you're older. And there's, there's a, there's a character. So there's this house when she's a, when she's still, still 17, she drives past this house, which is like the perfect house. And the, the, the woman, the, the woman who lives there was, you know, she was the previous, she was a, a, you know, prom queen and she was a cheerleader and all that sort of stuff. So she wants to be her and she wants this house and she plans on that. And then obviously when she's older, um, she meets that person. And, and I'm not going to spoil who that person grows up to be, but there is a really good cameo of who that now I know who that person is because uh, I actually follow that person on Instagram. But um, yes, yeah, really? so let's not spoil oh, that's it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, you, anyway, if you if you look it up, it's probably you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It tells you anyway. But I'm, I'm assuming gonna, it's I'm, them anyway. We can talk after. It's a nice little cameo, yeah. and it's 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 a you know again, it's one of those points where they go, like, yeah, my life didn't work out perfectly. It it didn't. Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen for me. Um, <clears throat> It is sweet. It's really, it's, it's not sort of, um, it, it, it has lots of these like woke elements, but, but it's, and it's not taking the mick out of them in a bad way. It's just saying that, yeah, that works now. This is what, this is how it used to be. Well, it's just but a fish out of water story. Isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. yeah. there are compromises to be made. There are still things that work. There are still things that don't work. It, it's, it is really, I really enjoyed it. It's like I said, it's not a good movie, but it's a really enjoyable movie, and it is really fun. Yeah, ah, it sounds, I, it sounds good. If if you like that sort of you know the, the, that sort of teenage comedy thing, it works. I think it's it it works. It's a, it's a it's a good fun movie. It sounds fun. I mean, it, you know, I I kind of like those kind of naff fish out of water yeah that's, stories. That's so why I watched it. I, I thought, why not? Let's give it a go. I could do with a laugh. I'm down with it. And luckily, it was it is actually funny, so which, which always helps. Mm. Well, I I haven't finished it yet because it's it's about a million years long. But um, <laughs> I have uh, I have I'm almost finished with uh, what is available of uh, Stranger Things season four, uh, which uh, yeah. came to Netflix this week. Um, the episodes are very long. Uh, some of them going up to like an hour and 40 odd minutes it's it's very long episodes yeah, so I, it seems strange to me that they've done that i mean I, I was watching it i was like wow is this you know you know when you're kind of like watching a show and you're not like necessarily always paying attention yeah uh, to where i was like is this the same episode and then I, I go to the thing and i'm like yeah this is the same it's just still the same episode it's like okay because i thought i might have looked at my phone at one point and just missed the the, the end credits or something you know yeah like, oh, no, no, this is still the same episode very long episodes um so obviously stranger things has been going for a while now um in my opinion the first series was great 
And yeah, the first, first season was fantastic. Yeah, and it's been mostly diminishing returns since then, uh, in my opinion. Um, well, I, I think season three might have been better than season two. Although I will say, every season of Stranger Things, other than the first one, I, I start the new season having forgotten everything that happened in the previous <laughs> season. Like it, it's like it goes in and out of my Quite brain, yourself. and it's completely, you know, the next time I come round is like I've never watched it. Um, yeah. I mean, I they do do the recap, which helps. To be to be fair, I think even though they've, um, you know, they they they've got progressively well, not progressively worse because, like like you said, I think three was better than two. I think it was. It's um, just it's just they've never caught that. I, I, I'm not saying they're terrible. Just that no, they, they're not. They don't, that's, that's um, it. Even saying that, they're actually still enjoyable. Yes, it's still an enjoyable show. They are. It's still an it, enjoyable show. There's a problem. I think they start. They introduce way too many characters again. Yes, that they need to. In the, I mean, even last the, the season three, there was like. <clears throat> Certain characters had nothing to do in the in, and it's like, oh, I want to see more of that character. I like that character. Why? Yeah, you know, yeah. They, characters got sidelined for new characters that didn't actually bring an awful lot mm. to Joe. But you know, that's an it's, a, it's an aside. So you're going to be watching this, um, hopefully this weekend. Oh, yeah. Although now that I've told you how long the episodes are, you may struggle. Um, to watch this this weekend. So I figure uh, I won't do any spoilers or anything. We can talk about it more at length when you've seen it, because by then I will have finished as well. Uh, there's only the first, I think, seven or so episodes, and then there's two more episodes yeah, coming in July. And apparently those episodes are even longer. <laughs> so apparently, it's like a movie. It's like a movie every time you're watching an episode. Um, yeah. What I will say though. From what I've seen, and like I said, I haven't seen the last episode yet. I, I would say this series is really good. This series is it's it's like back to where I feel like the first series was. Um, I personally, I've found it far better than the last two seasons. Okay. Um, I, I th- it feels like I, I guess they're they're coming to an end now, right? They've got one season left after yeah. this or something. Yeah, certainly got another they've got another season and they always you know haven't they these 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 showrunners they always say hey i've got we've got a plan we've got an arc and a lot of the time they don't they don't know what the fuck they're talking about but um they they don't they just make it up as they go along and then well yeah (laughs) most of the time it's it's a it's a con they don't know where how they're going to end it and then they hastily chuck something together Um, unless they're j michael stravinsky then don't believe yeah absolutely um but I, you know and i i kind of felt that way with the last the last season or so of stranger things it's felt a bit like they don't have much of a direction they're they're just kind of what's going on what you know where is this going is it going anywhere is it just gonna be hey we're back and there's another season and there's some yeah. bad thing you know coming from the uh whatever it's called well I the, think uh, the under uh, underneath or whatever it's called um the the upside down upside down yeah the, so the two the two, se- the two follow the the other the two seasons a lot of it felt like it wasn't mov- yeah it, it it wasn't moving the story anywhere it was just there to no absolutely this season though really feels like things are progressing and we're going towards something the whole show so far i've been like ah i feel like we're actually moving towards something um obviously we pick up with the characters of stranger things again uh obviously 11 is moved away um she's uh living in i think it's california um 
pretending to uh to her boyfriend mike that everything's great but in reality she's bullied at school uh she's struggling with the loss of her powers because she lost her powers in the last season mm-hmm. um and uh yeah because we believe that don't we well you know it's not gonna last <laughs> no of course not <laughs> but but it you know it's fine um and it's kind of interesting to put her in that situation outside of because it's it's um <coughs> it's not like they they don't throw it's not like she's in situations with the evil creatures and she's defenseless mm. it doesn't really do that it, it shows her trying to deal with the fact that she's not special anymore she's just a bullied girl at school and she's yeah. got no powers or, or anything i mean there's a scene where she tries to use her powers on the bully that's bullying her and obviously it doesn't work she can't do anything she's just human um so it's kind of interesting in that way but yeah obviously she's gonna get her powers back that's you know i mean i haven't you know it's no doubt is there <laughs> um but yeah. um and meanwhile uh hopper is obviously in russia now after mm. the end of the last uh, show so we've we've got the 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 character of joyce teaming up with uh i forget his name um and they they head off to try and get hopper back because hopper manages to get a message to them um and then meanwhile uh mike goes to visit 11 in california realizes that things aren't so great over there um and the rest of the gang are um still uh back in in the town uh where horrific things are happening obviously um this uh, this uh, this season because every season's had its hook hasn't it season season one was D D. season two as i remember was ghostbusters yeah pretty much yeah then season four uh three i can't even remember oh it was oh Uh, we've got a shopping mall yeah uh, and they had the they have the premiere of back to the future there's a fucking i remember because it, it fucking annoyed me oh yeah there is a there is a back to the future thing yeah they also have a a packed premiere screening of day of the dead which fuck off oh, no yeah, one saw yeah, yeah. day of the dead that, that i remember watching that and being like what what are you doing it's like some idyllic it's like uh it's, it's such a like someone who wasn't around trying to pretend like you know yeah. what i mean it's like that 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 film was not a critical success it did not do well in the cinema um anyway this season's theme takes it back to the first season which i liked this this season is the satanic panic uh of course yeah so they are coming but it works right and i was like that's brilliant you're doing the satanic panic dnd is a cult it's it's they're they're summoning the the demon they're summoning the devil and of course the 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 group there has got their dnd group and they've got uh this older kid who is uh the the dm um and and a murder happens he's blamed for see that um awful tom hanks movie mazes and monsters yeah <laughs> mazes and monsters something like that i think i think that's what it's called i can't remember yes i think it's mazes remember, and monsters it's a fucking hilarious film if you've never watched it's, it it's terrible it's really bad <laughs> and if, yeah. Oh, yeah, i think tom funny. hanks wants to forget he was ever it's, in that it's, one it's really funny in a in a way that's not it's not supposed to be <laughs> it's like i watch it and i'm like i should be offended but it's really funny <laughs> yeah um but yeah so so uh the, this you know a murder happens or well you know demonic murder happens um and this this kid is blamed for it so they all know he's innocent they know that dnd is not like that so they're on a, a quest to to find him and 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 uh and and 
prove his innocence yeah. while the jocks yeah, are, are after him basically sorry as in, and re- rehabilitate D&D yes yeah yeah well they're like you know this i think they're called the hellfire club or, or something like that they're, they're, oh, they're, bloody hell. they're what group. thing to call yourself yeah yeah i can't remember what they're called um uh but yeah so um it's uh it's it's great so far i, I i've really enjoyed it i think it, it like i said it, it goes back to it 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 takes me back to the first season it feels more connected to the first season it feels like we're going somewhere it feels like things are wrapping up and there is going to be a conclusion here and a satisfying one um from what i'm seeing so far uh, i hope the actor that plays will gets extra money for that haircut uh yeah yeah <laughs> um well will yeah will's interesting i i i well, it's not a spoiler because I don't know, but I get the feeling he's that still, he's still um, connected to it, isn't he? He's 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 you know he's the the thing in the first one where he get he got taken away, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's time and time again he's still doing things that prove he's connected some way to the upside down. Yeah. But Will, and again, this this kind of speaks to the series' uh, strengths so far as well. Um, we're, we're catching up with these characters again, but they're not just the same fucking characters. Time has passed. Mm. Things are changing. Um, uh, for example, Will, uh, they haven't said, but I, I get a very strong feeling that he's questioning his sexuality um and he's okay. kind of struggling with that um you've got uh oh what's his name lucas lucas in the show yeah. um he gets he's joined the basketball team um and he's been on the bench all this time uh but he ends up being subbed for like a big game and he ends up scoring the winning point so he becomes he's like in with the jocks now so right. he's torn between the jocks and what and the D and D group, which he really right. loves, and of course they're they're kind of uh, facing off against each other. So there's character development. It feels like you know they're not just resting on hey these are the same goofy characters again. Well, that's really um, good. It does feel like it's going somewhere, and we'll see. There's still plenty of time for them to ruin this, but <laughs> so far, so far, I feel like this is the strongest season. Uh, since the first for me anyway oh, that's really good. Um, but well, we'll catch up uh, really in a couple of weeks time when you've seen it and i will have yeah. finished by then because i've still got an episode to go and by the way an episode is like an hour and fucking 45 minutes or something so <laughs> i've got another movie's worth of stranger things to go uh before the end but what i've seen so far i'm really liking i think is a stronger show than uh the last couple not that the last couple were terrible like you said i, no, they, they I i've enjoyed them. i think there was just there was a lot wrong with them there was you know but the one episode that sticks out in my mind that I hated was, I think it's in season two, when yeah, they take a fucking road me. trip. And I, I, I think I'm the only person who likes that episode. I hated it. I kind of liked it because I think it was showing others, you know, I thought it was nice for Eleven to try and get a I, uh, out to see I, well, her always... other kids you know i will always remember that episode because i needed to add i wanted to add a net to imdb when Mm. we were producing the movie it was towards the end of production and it's such a pain in the ass to get a movie added to imdb if you've never done it before it's it's a it's a job and i remember that episode started and i was watching it at about 
20 minutes in i was like this is going fucking nowhere i'm just gonna start doing this instead and i, I managed to put the whole I, I managed to get the movie up on imdb during that episode because it was just a filler waste of time it was awful i i, I don't know why i really enjoyed that episode and it, that's fair you know really each to the ring um I, I completely understand why nobody seems to like it but me <laughs> and, and, and but i overall overall like you said it's not uh, it's not a terrible show um and and while i say things like hey it's been diminishing returns and it's it's uh, for me it's not been as good it's still been very entertaining yeah um but this season really feels like it's bringing his a game again Uh, it feels like we're we're really going somewhere um kids are growing up fast so uh yeah well they've got that i mean yeah they've definitely got who uh get on with it haven't they before. well i remember i remember seeing um uh enola holmes mm. and, and i was like oh my god millie bobby brown is not looking like a child 11 anymore this is gonna be a problem you know um no they've all they've all sort of sprouted up and well, yeah. old, haven't they so it's they so yeah. I, I think it's it's fine i mean they're only doing one more season i think um mm. personally i would love it i mean i you know life doesn't work this way and and hollywood doesn't work this way but i always thought it'd be really cool if they decided to do an it and they were like hey we're going to contract you now for like 10 years time that would be cool have you come back as older because in in like maybe even less than that i mean they're teens now right so you could even do in five years time with Mm -hmm. a bit of makeup make them look older than they are that would be really fun i'd love to see that but i I don't know whether they will maybe they will down the road there's always potential to do a sequel in years to come anyway isn't there you know yeah the, absolutely the, they're always doing that sort of thing in the moment so yeah there's, there's um, nothing that says they can't do it later anyway but yeah i mean um what's his name the, the guy who did the um boyhood um you know he was contracted for years yeah and that that you know that movie took what was it 10 15 years to like it was a long time wasn't it yeah, um, there's, a, there's one I can't remember who it is now. Who's the, there's, I know there's an actor that there's there's a vault somewhere that they've they filmed something and then there's a vault that they've locked it away in and they're not going to be filming more of it for like twenty years or something. I know that and I too cannot remember. What I can't it remember is. what it is. I just remember I remember reading it. It's not a Bruce Willis thing, is it? I can't remember. No, I can't remember who it is now. But yeah. There's a there's a great cameo in this as well. Um, oh, okay. Know, don't know if it's going to be a cameo I or a, a longer. Did hear thing. something that somebody it's there's a cameo and they look now the same that they looked then. But yeah, they didn't kind, of, kind of. And I so I don't know. I still I don't know who the cameo is. So they did. But yeah, so uh, job, really obviously. enjoying what I've seen. Uh, we'll come back in a couple of weeks on this because then by then probably yeah. enough time would have passed that we can talk a bit more spoilery and obviously you will have seen it as well. But for yeah, now. That's... From what I've seen, a uh, really strong return to form uh, or return back to the first season. So anyway, what else have you watched? Uh, so I have also watched the third season of Love, Death and Robots. Yes, tell us all about it. So yeah, so the previous seasons have been great. The first season was fantastic. Second season, not quite so good, but still good. Um, so... I didn't actually, I don't think I knew this. Um, initially, this was actually going to be a um, a heavy metal um, film. So, oh, really? Tim, yeah, so Tim Miller and, I, who was the other person? Tim Miller and, oh, I forget who it was now. Um, 
similar to had they basically got the rights to to sort of heavy metal, and they've been tr- they've been trying for like ten years or something to get a heavy metal movie done, and it the, the funding just kept falling through, or you know companies just weren't fucking interested. So they just and they kept trying to push for it and push for it, and eventually they went well fuck it let's just go to Netflix and they'll let us do whatever we want. Um, so they went to Netflix and Netflix said, okay, we're not interested in doing heavy metal, but we will give you a series if you want, which basically means you get to do the same sort of thing, but it's not a anthology movie. It's a series of different stories. And they went, well, fuck it. Let's just do that then. So yeah, yeah it started off as a heavy metal um I guess sequel or reboot or one well not even that just a heavy metal movie I guess because I think there are what two heavy metal movies uh yes I think yeah I mean I think the first one's the the one the first one is fantastic (laughs) yeah I don't really remember much of the second no I I know that the new um blu-ray release the new the new 4k remaster of Mm. of of heavy metal is apparently fantastic and also comes with heavy metal too but um, yeah I don't really remember much of Heavy Metal 2. No, I don't. I, I seem Which to probably remember. means it's a bit rubbish, to be honest. Trains in it, but um, so yeah, so th- so the third season, uh, we've got another uh, episode with the um, three robots, which is really good the, from the first season, which which is it's great. It's it's you know uh, three. Three of these robots in the first se- first one, it's three robots going around um, a completely destroyed world, and like being tourists, finding you know all, all the stuff, and then and then eventually finding out that cats took over at some point when they have, they got thumb opposable uh, thumbs. Yeah. This one is um, <laughs> basically the different. F- commenting on the different factions so you've got they go to see the the uh, the preppers and then they go to see the, the the oil rig where the tech millionaires ended up and then they go to um where the government locked themselves away and, right. what to them. and there is a, you do sort of get to a point where you're going oh this is a bit are you but then they they make this joke that you go okay no fine we're 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 fine we're okay it's not that bad. It's they're not doing that, trying to push something on you. Thing it's they are just just making a joke of it. <clears throat> that one's that one's not as good as the first one, but it's still funny. Uh, you've got a really um, cool one called uh, Night of the Mini Dead, which <laughs> is which is absolutely hilarious. It's um, all tiny. It looks like tiny little figures, right? And it's a complete uh, zombie apocalypse movie in in mm-hmm. what uh, I don't know how long it is. It's only it's not very long. There's a running time on that. Oh, it doesn't have a running time on that one. It's it's fucking short anyway. But you literally get all the tropes of zombie movies in one tiny little package, and it's just hilarious. There are little things like what sets off the zombie apocalypse is um, to, to a, a couple having sex in a cemetery is what sets off this apocalypse. <laughs> and you get things like the president setting off nukes and you get um, <laughs> vehicles uh, souped up with flamethrowers and stuff. All in this like, very condensed little thing. It's really funny. It's brilliantly done. Um, 
You've got um, Bad Travel Traveling, which is a sort of steampunky um, sort of ocean-going tale of, of these this crew um, basically getting uh, taken over uh, taken over by this crab monster and told to go to this island where take take me to this island where like basically they've got a huge population of, of people and it's you know what they what they do um you've got some uh, nice little weird ones like uh, the pulse of machine which is a, a slightly more um philosophical i would i guess you've got a sort of a a, a cthulhu one called in the vaulted halls entombed which was I, I I don't like the uber realistic um, animated ones. You know the sort of the really sort of C, the CG ones. And it's not that I don't like them. I just don't enjoy them as much. I, I quite like the, the the sort of the quirkier animation ones, the ones that sort of bring something interesting to the, to, to what they're showing you. Yeah. Although having said that, there's one called Jabaro, which is um, that's realistic animation it's it's realistic cg and it's about um like a, it's a group of it, it's a, what looks like con- conquistadors um in I, I guess it i'm it doesn't say what it is but it looks like it, they're in like south america or something okay and they come across a siren and the main um one of the main ones is death so she, while this um, siren is dancing and and screaming and singing to these um, people, and they're all going mental and killing each other and and jumping around like lunatics, he can't hear her, so he's not affected. Right. And it's it's beautifully choreographed dance sort of moves and stuff. It's really beautiful. I absolutely love that one. It's really nice. Um. There is, was, the, uh, is the siren the one emerging from the lake in the uh, yes, trailer? Yes, with all the gold on her. Looks, uh, and it's an incredible shot, that. Yeah, it is. It's be- it's really beautiful. So, like I said, having said, you know, I, I'm not as big on the the, the more r- hyper-realistic animation. That one is such a good episode that it, it's it's so beautifully done. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you've got uh, another sort of... Um, one called Kill Team, which is about a a group of sort of um, they're basically it's it's like a group of um, 80s uh, movie heroes, uh, sort of military unit who go who go, go going into this sort of um, enemy territory where they get attacked by this massive cyber bear. Right, and the it is so puerile and so silly and over the top and gory. But it is really hilarious. It's it's really good, and that's got like a Joel McHale and Seth Green voices in that one. <clears throat> I think overall this this season is uh, yeah a, a lot better than season two, um, and almost on a par with season one. I would I would definitely recommend it because there, I mean, I don't think any of them are more than half half an hour long. If that, I, I think most yeah. of them are, are between sort of. 10 and 20 minutes long and they are you know like i said they're all different it's all different sort of uh sci-fi stuff or or you know horror horror 
um, in, in Finch things. And it does feel, you know, now now it's been said, it's, it does feel like all of these things could have been uh, could have appeared in Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah. You know, back in the day, there's, you know, there are there are there are episodes that look like they could have done by Moebius or, or mm. you know, someone like that. I would highly recommend them. They are there. There is kind of something for everything, everybody. You know, I think there were there are there are little jokey ones like Mason's Rats, which is um, uh, set in um, what, what I think it's, it's, a, it's a Scottish farmer um, who is uh, he's voiced by uh, Craig Ferguson, and um, his barn is being taken over by rats that have evolved, right. Um, and he's basically hires this company, um, uh, it's like Nigel, who's always voiced by Dan Stevens, who has the, this company that sends like robot exterminator machines with lasers and um, cannons and all that sort of stuff to go and kill these rats. And you get this little war going on in the right. bar. Again, hilarious, really brilliant, great animation. Yeah, I'm completely smitten with this series and i think it, it's yeah, like, you've, I, been a, you've been a fan from the off with this series mm-hmm. yeah and it completely makes sense that it was it was it was supposed to be a heavy metal thing yeah there's there's some there's you know there's a there's a couple of episodes that aren't as good as others there are some genuinely beautiful episodes like um in the first season uh you've got um i think it's called blue zima zima blue it's called i i love that one that's about um it's like set in the far future and it's about an artist who um, this famous artist who, who's going to unveil his last artwork, and it's really interesting. I I, I I would recommend that one if if you if you're at all into like um, really good sci-fi stories. And the second season has one uh, called the Drowned uh, Giant, which I know I, I reviewed these before, but the Drowned the Drowned Giant is a J.G. Ballard story. So they've you know they, they they've got real big names that have, have got that have stories that they've used in in this series yeah it's great it's really fun it's you know they, they, like i said they go from true horrific to just out and out funny yeah there's this and this, this third season again is really brilliant really good can't recommend it enough wow um cool and uh, and then finally i think you have one more show I do doing a lot of TV. You didn't do many movies, did. but you did a lot of TV. So. Yes, I have, I've done quite a bit of TV. So another show you've been praising. So yeah, so I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I reviewed the first season of this as well. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, so this is uh, season two of Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, picks up from so quick recap of the first season. The first season basically it's set in the far future. It's it's um, uh, it's produced by. Um, Ridley Scott. Um, it's so in the far future. They're, they're basically on Earth. There are two factions: um, the Mithraics, who are religious, and the the atheists. Uh, and the Mithraics have these um, these robots that basically um, they're called um, necromancers, and they sort of float around, and they're really fucking scary, and they can sort of exterminate people really easily. Um, and the the bad, what was I was say, the other faction, the atheists, they've kind of almost been wiped out. Um, but they've basically they've at some point they've received this signal from this 
um, other planet, and they are going to go and colonize. They're going to go and go to this planet, and um, I can't remember the name of the guy. This, this other guy, he has he took two of the robots, one one of the mech- necromancers. He got, he's got one of these necromancers, and he reprogrammed them, and he has given he gave them um, embryos um, to take to this planet and bring up these children um, without religion. He, he, he made so that these robots would protect these children. So you've got mother and father, uh, mother played by Amanda Collin, uh, Collin and uh, father played by Abu Bakar Salim. Um, so those, they're great. Those two characters are fucking fantastic. Mother is, she's a necromancer. So she has the power to like obliterate people. She's, Really, really powerful, but right. she's been programmed to protect these children. And while they're on this this planet, it, when they initially get to this planet, it's it's pretty desolate. There's like nothing living there. The bit that they they end up on, there's nothing really living there. There are these giant um, snake skulls that are around, littered around the place that they find. And um, you've got father who is he's. Um, I think he's like a, a, a almost like a household robot, and he's he's more nurturing than than mother is. He he makes dad jokes and um, he he's really sweet, and mother is a little more stern and, and things like. And you know, they, 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 most of the the kids in the first season, most of the, the, the children die, and there's only one that really survives that they that camp called Campion that sort of And meanwhile, you've got um, Marcus and uh sue who you find out are atheists that um pretended that, that well they they surgically alter themselves to become mithraics right and they get to the planet in a different measure and then um marcus played by travis Fumel, who he starts hearing this voice who he thinks is this god um and you find out lots of things about this planet that, well, I mean, you don't, doesn't tell you a lot, actually. It just tells you that the, you do find out that the robots were created from the signal that was received from this planet. Okay. <laughs> so at the end of season one, um, mother had, had given birth to this snake like creature. Um, she'd, she'd been, in contact with this voice in this simulation and it had kind of impregnated her with this, what turns out to be a snake. And at the end of uh, the last season, they, the, 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 the characters are scattered and you're not sure if mother and father survived. I will tell you the second season, you, they, they do, they, they, they do survive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in season two, you get, um, they they've come across this um, ship full of Mithraics that have kind of they settled in another part of the this world which is slightly more inhabitable. They've got it's got more sort of vegetation and stuff, and uh, it has it's it, it's just slightly better than where they were living. Um, and they are sort of controlled by this computer, uh, and it talks to mother and mother. Sort of, it kind of welcomes mother in, and she then 
regroups the children that she's acquired from the other uh, this faction and uh they they've got this fucking huge floating snake that they've they've kept they they realize that this snake isn't dangerous it's um well actually you find that in the suit but they first of all they think it's dangerous and it's not it, they think it's attacking the sort of villagers but it's not it's um it's it, it only eats fruit but it seems to to be right and it's it's kind of so complicated to try and explain everything and i'm not going to um all i'll say is the first season dipped a little mm. in the middle and i sort of got to the point where i was like if this series doesn't get somewhere soon i'm gonna jack it in but it did thankfully it picked up and it got really good this second season is really fucking good it's um it's doesn't again it doesn't explain too much but it does things do start falling into place about this world and what's going on and father finds um this uh almost like a it's a relic it's a it's a it's a a completely almost destroyed uh body of an an ancient robot that he reinvigorates he 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 repairs it 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 sort of kind of repairs itself but he Mm. helps it repair itself and what happens with that robot and and um you've had flashes of of certain things that happened on this planet before you get these there are these giants of dodecahedron types sort of sculptures everywhere and there are these little boxes that contain things right and it's like i said i can't go into too much without giving things away no no that's that's fair enough but it's really good um the main so some of the kid actors can be annoying but they're actually pretty good um but the main two uh amanda collin as as mother and uh salim as, as father are so good they are their relationship is brilliant and it's a sort of strange relationship as well because mother has been doing things that kind of go should be going against her programming for the protection of her kids. She still sees it as protecting her kids, but but she's sort of been doing things that father doesn't agree with. And it's he father again is so sweet and so brilliant. I'd have loved to have seen this actor play the doctor. He would have, he would have, I think made a really good doctor. He's the well, maybe um, maybe he will in the future. You never yeah, know. He could, he, he could be. Um, he's the. Uh, I only found out recently that he's the voice of Bayak in um, Assassin's Creed Origin. Oh, okay. So he, which, which and I, I actually really like that character. It's it's the last. I think it's the last sort of Assassin's oh, Creed game that I probably got into. I've not played it. I was uh, I was actually uh, said on the uh, last Icons episode. I I picked up Valhalla because uh, it was going yeah. going cheap. Um, but before that, the last one I played was Black Flag. Uh, right and then before that was probably the second one like i i i kind yeah. of uh i got i got kind of bored with the formula um but it's, it's so i don't it, think origin i don't think i played origins so it moved further and further away from what they were so it's uh, mm. you know but um i liked origin maybe because i quite like egyptian stuff so oh that's the egyptian one it, so i i said yeah. during that episode i was like ha huh, i was kind of tempted to pick up the egyptian one but i didn't so that was it's, the only I, one that really kind of got my interest actually i really enjoyed that one actually and i I really liked bayek i thought he was he was right and he does the voice yes he's Ah, the voice um i genuinely think this is the best sci-fi series around at the moment well that's high praise yeah i think it's it's it feels really good have you not seen star trek discovery 
yeah, I have. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> not for a while. You've you've been sensible. No, I have not. I've not touched it since the first season, and I'm not fucking going to either. No. None of that. Sh- to me, none of that shit is Star Trek, so it doesn't matter. It's it's all its own universe. It's a universe that I have no interest in. Sure. Um, but I think yeah, there's there's a lot of comparisons to Prometheus. Yeah, I mean that that's going to happen that? when you've got that executive producer and and yeah. like some of the visuals definitely. Um, from and I will say there's a lot of evolving and de-evolving yeah. of humans in this, so it does make sense. It, but. It almost—it's almost like he probably should have made this uh, this series rather than oh, bothering God, with his yes. alien prequels. Yeah, done it something does original. Feel like yeah. that, it, it completely feels like that. Um, it's yeah, it's really enjoyable. It's proper uh, sci-fi. Um, it's got some. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's like really hard sciencey stuff. It's sure it's, it's know, accessible, but, yeah. but it's really nice sci-fi. It's really well done. Um, I'm, I really love the, the second. Uh, I like the first season. I love the second season. It's um, moving the story really nicely along, um, and I'm I really I'm not sure it's actually been picked up for a third season yet. I think it might still be up in the air. Oh, that's a shame. But I I'm hoping it, it gets a third season because um, it totally fucking deserves it. it. Like I said, I think it's the best sci-fi show around at the moment. Well, high praise indeed. Um, well, that's it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Lots of people have died. Yeah. So we want to end on a downer. That's that's well, something we, we, can we, we can go with that. But there's there's other things to discuss. So we, we can we'll we, hopefully not quite as as, as a downer. All right. All right. You so can pull we... this shit back up afterwards. Yeah. Let's hope. So we'll start with uh, Fred Ward. Hmm. Um, who was seventy nine? Um, what again? What a great actor great absolutely uh, a really good resume i mean I, I i will always treasure um tremors tremors is is one of my genuinely favorite i i was i i said when when the news broke i actually messaged a friend of mine and i i, I did say i was always secretly hoping that there would be a a new tremors movie with him yeah reprising because he was he was probably my favorite character of of Trevor's actually, um, I I I, I really I liked his character, his, his his character and and um, Bacon's character. Well, they they just so bounce good. so well off each other, uh, and, exactly. and you know per- I, yeah. they are they are so perfect together that that it that's they're kind of the driving force behind that movie. I think the thing that shocked me the most is I I never knew he was that old. <laughs> like no, I didn't either. Actually, I I didn't. He's think just got he one of those looks that just kind of you know somehow. Yeah, he's. He, I guess he's never. I never. I've never seen him looking young, even though I've seen. That, him that's in, the thing, though. People like that. It's like it's like Alice Cooper. It's like it's he a, he was born I'm, looking fucking seventy, and he's stayed looking <laughs> seventy ever since. You know, he's just. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got that sort of thing about him. And like I said, there's some. You know, he was in some great bloody movies. Oh, I mean, he really was. I mean, weird movies like Remo Williams, who. You know, who was was just kind of like a failed pilot for sort of things. He, you know, the right stuff was a great, you know, great movie. And he was in, you know, the player and shortcuts and Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, and there's a there's a really there's a one that um you you, you can get hold of it. I couldn't get hold of it. Um, I looked on Amazon for it, and it's not on Amazon, but it's on YouTube. It's a really 
awful copy, but it is on YouTube, and it's called Cast a Deadly Spell. Okay. And it's um, a 40-set Cthulhu story. That sounds basically. awesome. Yeah, he's a detective. He plays the hard-boiled detective. Every, and in, it's in this world, everybody uses magic but him. He refuses to lose magic. And it's got um, Clancy Brown in it. It's got um, Julianne Moore. And, um, oh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, oh, God, English actor, fucking brilliant English actor, played Chancellor Gorkon. Oh my god, he bloody died recently as well. Uh, Fuck. Oh fuck me, I cannot cannot remember his name. Anyway, he's in it as well. It's it's not the greatest movie, but it's real fun. And it's his name. Warner, David Warner. David Warner, thank you. David Warner's in it. Um, Fantastic actor. It's it's a it's a a really nice forty set Cthulhu movie, and there's a sequel to it as well. But the uh, Harvey Keitel plays the character in the sequel. Oh, really? And they were, it was, they, yeah, they were made for TV. I think they were made for uh, HBO for, for TV movies in the 90s. Oh. So they're really, they're really odd. And he's really, he's really good in it. He's, he's plays a proper sort of Sam Spadey type character in it. And I, he's really good in it. I really enjoy it. Like I say, I couldn't find it on Amazon, but it is, it is on, um, on, there's a really bad copy on YouTube. I but might, it's, I might check it out. I might it's just, watch, uh... It is watchable. Yeah. So yeah, really great, great actor. Uh, second, um, Van Gelis. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, what can you say? Uh, fucking genius. I mean, like you know, seventy nine as well. Um, genius is what I would say. Uh, yeah. I mean, Blade, the Blade Runner soundtrack is, if not my favorite. One of my favorite fucking soundtracks. Of but all even time. like, I mean, his score it for is... stuff like Chariots of Fire and things yeah. like that. So he, the guy is just, oh, yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even realize that he was in he was in a band with um, Dennis Dennis Roussos. I, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, I did. Aphrodite's Child. They were called. That's um, a cool name as well. And he he started off as a, in a um, in a band that basically covered Beatles songs. Yeah, he is an absolutely amazing career of, of you know, Conquest of uh, 1492, Conquest of Paradise. That, another iconic yeah. thing, uh, soundtrack. Wonderful, wonderful musician and, 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 and scorer. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and finally, um, Ray, Ray Liotta. Liotta yeah. was 16 at 7. Who, I, I always always said i i think he he's he was an actor who was extremely talented and deserved better bigger roles than he yeah could, i think uh, i don't know whether what he was like to work with or uh, or whether no, he chose I mean, not to do things lovely. yeah i think um, he was lovely but i mean you know uh, he got typecast in such because I think he had such an intense look about him. Yeah. And he played quite intense characters. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think people couldn't see him as anything else. Mm. So yeah. I think he got, he got kind of pigeonholed. And, and that's not to say that he didn't, you know, he, he was actually in the middle of filming at the, 
time of his death. Yeah, now we don't know if he actually collapsed on set, but he was he was no, filming he something. No, he died in his sleep. Okay. Um, he that um, all they've said so far is that he died in his sleep while he was. Um, but while... I I I really liked Ray Liotta as as an actor. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. I mean, even like you know, you've got big films um like goodfellas mm-hmm. um films like narc um and and even like the lower budget thing like i really liked um no escape great movie yes i great love movie. no escape oh man that's a movie i haven't seen <laughs> yet. i haven't seen it for years that's but it's, okay. as soon as he died i was like oh that reminds me i must rewatch that movie and um he's he's not he, he's not in it like a lot but he's fantastic in copland yes he is fantastic I mean, in copland is a movie that Nobody brings up, but that, that, is that movie is fantastic, tremendous movie. Yeah. So it's, I think, genuinely one of Stallone's best performances. It's up there for sure. He put his uh, whole heart and soul into that movie, and his body. And every, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he he really, uh, he really, you know, for for someone who is, uh, I don't want to turn this into a Stallone talk, but um, <laughs> you know, for for someone that was known for for the for the body to to decide to put on that much weight and you mm-hmm. know kind of change everything fantastic performance but yeah Rayleigh yeah. is fantastic in Copland mm-hmm. and there's I, there's there's one Rayleigh movie that I have a genuine soft spot for oh go it, on it was one of my sister's favorite movies and that's Karina Karina I've not seen it oh it's I is it is it fifty set it's basically he plays the dad of this little girl uh, I think his wife dies. And they hire a, a sort of nanny come housekeeper, played by um, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, cool! And it's it's so sweet. It's it's a it's a. I mean, I haven't seen it for years, and it it might be for all I know, it might be problematic these days. But I remember loving that movie. Like I say, it was one of my sister's favorite movies. It's it's it was really sweet, and he's really good as the dad who's mm. you know struggling to to sort of you know keep his his struggling with a with a daughter in in you know 50s america i really like that movie i think it's a, it's a really sweet little movie and he was great in it yeah i'll have to see if i can track it down so yeah again really a fucking awesome actor absolutely so let's uh do a few little bits and pieces that i i found mm-hmm. uh, so uh neil blomkamp um has apparently signed on to, to do an adaption of gran turismo uh okay yeah, I was thinking, how does that work? Isn't Gran Turismo just racing? Yeah, I mean, I mean... It's been a long time since I've played a Gran Turismo game, but... I don't think they've changed that much. No! <laughs> I don't remember being there being any stories. Such or, a plot! Uh, <laughs> characters. I must play Gran Turismo 5 for the plot. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. Uh, it's, I, I always find it weird when they do movies like this. Um, you know, I mean, even... Um, you know, it was it was it was not a good movie. Movie coming along as well, isn't there? So we've Sorry? got we've got a Hot Wheels movie coming up as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Again, those those kind of things. You're like, well, I don't really, you know, because even um, not a good movie, but uh, you know, Need for Speed. Mm. You're like, well, I can see there's vaguely a plot there, yeah, at least to work with. Your illegal yeah. street racing and stuff has been done before, but there is a plot. But Gran Turismo, to my knowledge, is just licensed cars and you race them around a track. Um, yeah. I guess you could do like Days of Thunder, but do with... anything with it? Yeah, I don't know. But but Blancamp's I... not known to just kind of, I don't know. It's very out of left field for him. Um, sure. I mean, whatever. We'll see. Yeah. 
I mean, great director. So that's what I think. I think when you you sort of go, oh, well, I'm Blum, like Blum, vaguely interested to it. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. So you go, well, if Blomkamp's attached to it, then it might turn out to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty creative. So he's I'm, very creative. Yeah. I'm sure he can do something interesting. And it'll it. look great. So yeah. yeah, it will look fantastic. Um, in a in an odd one, talking about actually talking, we were talking about remakes of what properties can you pick up? Yeah. Uh, a TV property that's being picked uh, picked up um, with Ryan Gosling um, is the, is the Fall Guy. That is great casting. Yeah, I, I mean, love the Fall Guy. He's played uh, a stuntman. Come well, yes, he has obviously. Yeah. But I used to love the Fall Guy. I love the, show. the Fall Guy as a kid. You know Lee Majors playing the you know the cult seavers, the yeah. the, uh, the stuntman turned bounty hunter to make ends meet. I love that. I mean, I expect if I watched it now. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's, it's not terrible, terrible, but you know, it was the, great. The A team levels of bad, but I'm sure you would get some enjoyment out of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of kind of sold on that. Yeah. Oh, I'm done I, with that. I, I, I think you know Ryan, Ryan Gosling can do can do those really good action roles um, for and you know he looked great driving. So yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, I I'm on board with that. I think that I I, I could uh, see that working. Um, there is a new version of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen being picked up. Well, let's hope they do a good job this time. So, yeah. So, the alarm bells that ring for me is that it's going to be Disney. Well, I have something positive to say in a bit. Okay. Might amaze you. But, yeah, okay. That's not as generally a warning, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's going to be Hulu, but I think it's going to be... It was certainly going to be on Disney Plus for over here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean... I actually do like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. It's not very good. It killed Sean Connery's career. Um, and it's nothing like the comics. I mean, the no. comics are fucking amazing. I love those comics. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of enjoy that movie. It is, like I said, it is rubbish. Well, it's like like Van Helsing, you know. It, yeah, Van that, Helsing is terrible. It's that like, kind of movie, it's terrible, it. but if it was like, on tv or something i'd be like oh yeah, exactly. yeah i could probably i'm probably down with that <laughs> like you know it's yeah, crap but there are nice things in it that i quite enjoy and yeah the, 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 you know that movie's got some nice stuff in it um, it's got some cool designs yeah i mean that fucking car is amazing i didn't quite understand why the yeah the car and the and the submarine look more art deco than i kind of liked it though you know it's kind of cool I mean, the the, the 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 one of the funniest things for me is the fact that the Nautilus keeps changing size. They can't seem to decide how big it is. It's amazing how often that happens in, in <laughs> things, though. I mean, I mean um, there are Gareth... when it's pulling when it's pulling into Venice, and it's ginormous. Yeah. And then you see it again when they're on the ocean and they're they're in the tower, and it's like that doesn't look that big. Now they <laughs> they have they they have fixed it in subsequent films, but mm. Gareth Edwards Godzilla fucking godzilla's oh. size is all over the fucking place yeah. like in from scene to scene depending mm. on what visual they wanted the, the size yeah. is like dramatically different 
Yeah. So it, is... it happens a lot, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it is more noticeable with a vehicle because you're like, windows are your giveaway. This is where Star <laughs> yeah. Trek, new Star Trek really fucks up is like they, they redesign the Enterprise and stuff, the Enterprise A, and you're like, oh, but my... those are windows. The oh. windows give it scale. So now the whole thing's knackered. Like, you... I've, I've not watched it, but I've seen... Um, I, well, I saw the Enterprise in. in I, I did watch Discovery season two. I was still well, bearing with it at that point. So. The one that gets me, I've seen clips of uh, the new show that uh, with Pike and that. Strange New Worlds. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. The captain's quarters are sh- fucking huge. Crewman's quarters are massive. It's like, how? Why have they got. What yeah, that you realise that the Crewman shared quarters on the Enterprise. Well, and and the 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 old Constitution is tiny compared yeah. to new ships, like the the you know like Enterprise E or something. It's um, like dwarfs it. Kirk's Kirk's quarters in, you know, the captain's quarters in the original series are what probably the size of my kitchen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're not they're not very big, and that's the captain's. Well, quarters. I mean, the the whole thing had a submarine feel. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the, the quarters that he's Anson Mount's got in, in in that it's got like a bar and it's got oh, a really fire, okay. It's got a bar. It's got a fireplace. He's got Kirk's San Francisco <laughs> penthouse. Yeah, pretty like, much on the, yeah. next to the bridge. The, the the size of that is 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 laughable. Um. Anyway. Um. I. I I'm uh, I'm up for a reboot of Yeah, of, I'm up for a reboot of that. If they if they go with if they go back to the comics and make it as the comics intended. were, you know, yeah. intended. Um it like I said it does you know alarm bells are slightly ringing that Disney's involved. Well, but mm, okay. I'm going to say this and it's so rare that mm. I ever say this anything positive about Disney these days. Yeah. But I saw the trailer for Willow the other day and I liked it. I saw it. Do you know what? I liked I, it. I was like this I, looks I, great. <laughs> I was I wasn't sure. I liked I it. I thought okay, it, he looks great. Mm. I thought he looked fantastic. Um I could see the potential for Yes, I could see um, the potential for the messing this up, but yeah, I could yeah. see the, the potential for the Lucification of Willow. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I didn't dislike it. No, I thought it looked great. I, I'm, I'm, you know. I, I mean, it looked. I'm on board. The, the, the thing is, I've, I've heard people say, "Oh, it looked too much like it's Lord of the Rings or something." And I'm thinking, and it's like, you know, no, Willow. It, it looks like Willow, Willow did, with a bigger budget. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think Willow didn't look like that. It's like, yeah, but Willow didn't have a huge fucking budget no i think if the people and it wasn't made in 2020 exactly if the people making willow had those resources that they have now absolutely i i think they would have done that to willow they would have made you know they would have made gene marsh have a proper full-on uh city to exist yeah of course they would have of course they would um i like yeah i actually agree with you i it didn't uh it passed me by completely i i came across it on youtube by accident like, about I, two I days saw, after i saw this funny little trailer of um warwick davis interviewing the other casts oh members, cool um saying he hey, seems like the nicest this. guy warwick davis yeah he does uh it's actually quite funny because it's him being self-deprecating again well not yeah. 
like basically playing on the fact that he's a star and uh-huh. hey, you know me and they're like yeah no we don't know what you are sort of thing it was it was quite funny like I, so I, I didn't know it was coming um but yeah i think i thought the trailer was okay actually yeah it, fun like i said i i i'm i'm cautiously optimistic sure sure you can put me in that camp too because that's all you can be really in the, especially with disney <laughs> their, I, their track I, record I recently has not been good i don't want to be the person that jumps on it and wants to kill it no it's got potential it could be good i want i want a willow movie to be good and fucking johan wally still looks fantastic yes you know i'm so happy to see johan wally in it i'm I'm really hoping they they get val somehow in there i don't know how i don't know how but it would be nice i mean some as somebody said, I mean, I still haven't seen the the, the Val documentary. I've got it. Me either. I really yeah. want to. Yeah, I've got it ready to go. But um, uh, his son voices that documentary, and he fucking sounds just like him. Uh, okay. So if they could just get his son to dub him, I'm yeah. sure that would work. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I yeah, I I kind of like the idea of that. Um, what else did, was there? Oh, I did see. Uh, so Christopher Walklin has been cast as the Emperor Shaddam the Fourth in June. That is fantastic. Which is like, wow! I didn't. I would never have. It works though when I think about cast it. That, like, I think, yeah. yeah, I could see him as. Yeah, the that's cool. That, that works for me. Um, I think that's pretty much it for. Well, you did manage to pull this back into yeah. a positive. Well done. <laughs> well what are we watching next time matt what are well, we reviewing next week i was thinking of for probably something more actiony maybe but having discussed uh it and having discussed his death why don't we do tremors all right i'm down with tremors yeah let's do tremors then yeah I've got any excuse to rewatch Tremors. That's fine. Exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, we never, we never give ourselves terrible movies. It's, it's quite, it's always <laughs> yeah, quite a positive. Yeah, exactly. but, we um, have terrible movie yet. No. But yeah, cool. Yep. Sounds good to me. So we will be back next week with our, our in-depth review discussion of Tremors. But until then, stay safe, take care, and we will catch you next time.